What did he say? There's a guy in our quartet Talks like no one I've heard yet He mumbles, mumbles all the time He's got no reason and he's got no What did he say? You know, not gonna say so. What did he say? If I can go What did he say? He said, bring something round, we'll have a ball today. You are listening to the next voice you hear with Juan Yoon. Welcome back to The Next Voice You Hear, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, Juan Yoon. And I'm Nevin Ryan. Hello, humans. Hello. So, uh, what have we got today in store? Yeah, we're actually going to do things a little bit differently. We got, um, usually we have our three segments in this this new kind of format that we have. But we're just going to bring it down to two because our cool hunting segment uh, we found digital nutrition, which we found very interesting, and we wanted to talk about it more than five minutes. So we've doubled our time, we've taken out bad ideas, and we're just going to use that for our 10 minutes and then end with a nice little what if that's related to digital nutrition. Cool. So, so in other words, the cool hunting is so cool, it requires more than five minutes. Now, how do you like them apples? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> So some of you may be wondering what digital nutrition is, uh, and some of you may be familiar with it, um, but I was a bit curious because I'm sure a lot of viewers are, are aware of apps like Calm or, or Headspace, uh, which are basically meditation apps uh, that help us disconnect and escape uh, from like the digital garbage that we get exposed to every day. But I, I did a bit of a deeper dive in this, and I found some incredibly interesting technologies and and kind of like schools of thought or philosophies out there. And I, and I, I shared a, a link with you before. There was one that was um, for ABC Labs. So it's A-E-B-E-Z-E -E -E Labs. Um, they were kind of uh, the first company that, that showed up that is taking what Calm and Headspace are doing just a little bit further. They, they focus on three things, digital literacy, was one, so that's kind of understanding our relationship with technology, digital hygiene, which is kind of learning how to abstain from technology that we know is bad for us. So like watching that fourth Vikings episode in a row when it's 12 o'clock, that's not good digital hygiene. <laughs> um, and then digital nutrition, which is um, what they really focus on, I think, is better content types. So it's like mirroring the way that we consume food with how we consume content. So both affect our well-being, but like what it's basically you are what you eat, you are what you consume digitally. I found it very interesting. So no, that's 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 super interesting because um, you know since uh, I'm unlike you, I'm old, and I remember the days. It was like in the late '80s and '90s when the media literacy started becoming a thing in educational mm -hmm. systems, and mm -hmm. particularly for girls and consuming, being able to be conscious of and and critically analyze what they are consuming in terms of any kind of uh, media. But that was before the advent of the iPhone and social media and yeah. streaming services and, and so on and so on. So I think it's super cool that there's this whole new field 
not just for-profit companies, but an entire new field called digital nutrition. And I think it's going to start entering the, um, the curriculum at this point, if well, it hasn't already. That, yeah, no, it's funny that you say uh, curriculum because it kind of, it's, it's a little bit like what they want. They created a mood rise and it's basically apps. They have an app. They also want to partner with Alexa or they are partnering with Alexa and Google Home and also making like pill casts, they call them, which is like provisions of like content that lasts 90 seconds or less. And all of this, like what their goal is, is basically to curate content that releases chemicals in your brain. So like, for instance, like dopamine, um, which obviously is for pleasure or like reward, you have endorphins for, for energy. You got uh, this thing GABA, uh, which I wasn't uh, familiar with, which is um, what you get when you look at like nature. So like calm and serenity, feelings, mm. those kind of feelings. Um, so yeah, they, they curate this content and they really just want, <laughs> they want to put nutritional labels on, on content. So like imagine you're watching something and like, at the top of the screen, it shows you this is going to make you feel like this. <laughs> this will make you feel like this. Kind of oh, like kidding. Hmm. That, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. But he called out a flaw in it because, for instance, let's say if you show a video of puppies, and that's gonna for most people that's gonna release a feeling of like love and connection, uh, which is oxytocin, right? But if someone was bitten by a dog when they're younger, that's gonna probably release feelings of like adrenaline or like or, or just a, a stress that, that that's obviously not going to be agreeable with them so what they're working oh. on is actually creating like algorithms that are personalizing content that will uniquely impact your mood interesting so uh, but to extend the nutrition analogy um wouldn't that be the equivalent of you know how there are certain foods that for most people are nutritious, that have nutritional value, but some people have an allergy to it. Yeah, yeah, they exactly. Might, they might go into anaphylactic shock, et cetera. So there are exceptions to the rule. And, and besides, everybody does have a personal, I should say, response and a psychobio mm -hmm. psychobiographical backdrop to, to almost anything you consume. So for example, let's say turkey, um, generally speaking, it has a certain effect on people that has a lot of, what do they call that? Tryptophan. So that's why you get sleepy at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, you consume a lot of turkey because turkey contains a lot of tryptophan. I'm sure it has something to do with the way they're slaughtered and et cetera. But for some people, there's the added, uh, let's call it, um, association. Let's say you associate it with, I don't know, huge family fights. So just, there's a... There's a <laughs> Right, it gets you depressed to eat it. It doesn't make you happy to eat it. So I guess there there are those, those yeah. nuances and inflections. And I'd like to hear your like your thoughts on. So there's this other. These guys I think are taking a more holistic approach and philosophical approach. There's another product that's called Hap B. So H A P B E E, and it's more of a product. So it is. It's talking about those kind of neurotransmitter uh, neurotransmitters. Or, or molecules that like mm. you can put a headband on and it sends these frequencies that are triggering those um, emotions or, or chemicals that I was just talking about. So if you want to feel happy, they just like you, it throws in a frequency there. I'm just curious, like, do you think that's, that's <laughs> equivalent? Like, is that something that you would buy one? 
<laughs> I, I don't know. It's something I would try just out of, <laughs> out of curiosity um, with a great deal of skepticism and, and suspicion, obviously, because um, I, I'm always um, leery of shortcuts, right? So yeah. um, to me, meditation is not a shortcut. Meditation is a tool that many cultures have used for millennia to clear the mind, you know, and, and really it does change the electromagnetic gestalt, right? Um, or the state uh, mm -hmm. of your mind, if, if you do it consistently, if, if you do it well. Um, and, and using apps can, can certainly help you, but the, the app doesn't meditate for you. Calm can't meditate for you. It can, it can only set it up so that you can focus or defocus in a way that is meditative, right? You know, the, but then again, you know, people have been using music to change their, you know, electromagnetic setting, as it were, you know, for, for thousands of years, right? The, the moment you hear a certain piece of music, music has a profound effect on, on your mood, you know, and it can even have an effect on your outlook. So is it that different from listening to a piece of music to shift your mood? I don't, I don't know. I'm just leery of that, you know, the expression leery of taking the express elevator to a to a higher emotional state rather than taking the stairs mm -hmm. it's just it's just safer and more secure to take the stairs i mean the extreme version of that of course would be recreational drugs you know which are truly the express elevator to the penthouse apartment <laughs> but it's a far literally and figuratively literally and figuratively you know <laughs> but it's a it's an elevator with faulty cables meaning it will crash yeah. It will crash. It will, it will come down. Briefly, and then it, when the come down, you know, the, the crash is so severe, you'll end up in a sub-basement. I mean, that's the nature of addiction, right? And mm -hmm. then you do it again, you know, and until people realize when they join AA or NA that you have to take it step by step. And that's why I think the 12 steps in AA makes a lot of sense because it's work. It means you have to put in the mental effort and mentally guide yourself into increasingly yeah. productive or positive states versus just like, let me put on a headband and boom. But hey, you know, um, I, I would definitely try it just, just out of curiosity. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's funny because like, as we see, I, you see more and more people are not kind of going into, people in the Western world um, are, are straying away from regular religious institutions. Um, and philosophies, right? Like we're, we're no longer, we're obviously seeing for the first time a, a decline in Christianity. Um, and what I think is, is like why I'm, why I'm talking about this is it's like, we're, we've lost this place to reset, renew, restore. Um, and there's also a, a loss of like a real sense of community. So I feel like that what these apps are trying to do is do, instead of creating a physical space, because we live in such a digital world, let's create a digital space where mm -hmm. people can actually go to reset, renew, restore, right? Mm -hmm. They can find that kind of break um, and achieve some kind of serenity in some way. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I, I think these guys are, they're, they're onto something. It's just, it's, it's so complex in this digital world that we're living in is like where is the space and like there's just so many other factors that um that, that you need to think about that obviously can have a detrimental effect uh on these apps and, and the outcome well i i think that this may be a pretty big paradigm shift 
you know, that we are uh, experiencing right now that is probably um, aided and abetted by the pandemic because of the extraordinary increase in the consumption of digital media. People, mm-hmm. you know, for obvious reasons, you're, you're sitting at home and that's all you got, right? You don't, you can't go out to a concert or movie theater. You have way too much solitary or in-home time on your hands. So being conscious of the nutritional value and the impact of what you are consuming, I think it's a really good thing overall. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are companies that are very capitalized on it with nifty products with varying degrees of, how should we say, science and efficacy and even honesty behind it. Like, <laughs> I don't know, like associating a frequency with serotonin or oxytocin and guaranteeing that it's going to increase those levels. I, I just, I don't know. I feel like maybe there are better ways to do it. It's, it's sort of like the difference between taking a pill to get your vitamins versus going out and getting good food and cooking it and making a meal to get your vitamins. I, I just feel like there's, there's always a benefit to doing it. Let's call it, you know, the, not the harder way, but no, the, yeah. more, the more authentic way. Right? It's funny because they do consider the ABC labs, uh, ABC, ABC labs, uh, they call themselves the first digital drug company. Mm. So they, they kind of think of it as a deal. Like they're not saying that this is uh, replacing a psychiatrist or they're not posing it as a solution. They're just posing it as something that's kind of a, a supplement, right? Right. A daily supplement that can help you um, uh, in your specific mood or your daily mood, I guess. Well, well I find it interesting that they use the term digital drug company. Uh, it, it's telling. And it's very Western. The word drug, of course, has that double connotation in the English Mm -hmm. language, right? As it does in the original Greek, by the way, it's based on the word pharmakon. Uh, Well, the word drug isn't based on the word pharmakon, but pharmacy is based on the Greek word pharmakon, which has the double meaning of either a cure or a poison, which is interesting. (laughs) Makes sense, eh? Right? Because any, any, any drug can be a cure or a poison, but similarly here, like... It can either be a, a remedy or it can become an addiction, like a drug, right? Exactly. And, and I think when um, it's, it's great that there are companies that are getting into the science behind it, but I mm-hmm. think there's always this caution uh, that people should exercise, you know, about let's do not become dependent on it, become aware of what you are consuming and use tools as needed to assist that but don't use them as a crutch. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 10 minutes. Cool. But uh, I, I definitely want to check this stuff out actually and, and, and see, and yeah. I bet you it's, it's going to become a thing that people, it's just going to become part of our vocabulary. I really think so. It's like, you remember like when you're in school and you saw that like rainbow chart of like the nutrition, the food groups. Yes. <laughs> like, I think it's going to be the same way with, <laughs> with content. You're going to see it in schools, like uh, laminated on some, <laughs> on some, you know, or, or McDonald's. Now you have the big, you know, they look like giant iPhones, those big digital screens. And oh yeah. You can, you can yeah. order it, but the, uh, I don't know if you've ever tried it, but it will also show you the nutritional content of what you're ordering. If you just yeah. you know, touch a certain <laughs> button, it will show you exactly in great detail, like to almost like to the molecule. It's scary. Yeah. And even with movies, when you're ordering, ordering them, like it's just like, yeah, this is uh, 18A. Uh, it contains scenes with, with nudity, violence, of course, language, 
and we'll make you feel like shit or like something <laughs> like that. Um, so anyways, uh, we're going to our what if. Uh, so what if we had a reliable instrument to measure or gauge people's moods? <gasps> mm, in a real way, meaning, meaning not only in to, a real to way, gauge yeah. it, but, but to indicate it. Sort of, exactly. sort, of like, sort of like a real version of the mood ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be a weird one. It'd be a weird one. Well, well, let me uh, ask you to, to refine the question maybe. Is it about uh, a person being able to gauge their own mood accurately, which is really about self-awareness, emotional awareness, and or is it about other people being able to see the indicator of what mood you're in? It's, it's people being able to see that indicator. Ah, okay. So like, imagine, <laughs> so uh, imagine I'm talking to you and you're really upset because I forgot to hand in something or like send you a document and I totally forgot, but I'm like, wait, why is he mad at me? <laughs> uh so or th that or like for like i i feel like the the most immediate um use case would be in relationships marriages like it's a, a whole part of life is trying to read or measure what, what people are feeling at, at a certain moment mm. so if you're able to do that i don't even know if you would need a uh, a, a counselor, a marriage counselor, a relationship counselor at all. I and actually, I actually think if there were that kind of instrument, I don't know what, what, how to visualize it, whether, you know, it's like, maybe it's a wearable. You're talking about like a wearable. or I or think it's a wearable that's like, kind of like, um, <laughs> it's like a screen that maybe is just above your head. That's like, uh -huh. a, like some kind of hologram, I think. Color, just, color coding. Yeah, color coding. Yeah. Including, including flashing warning signs. You know, <laughs> I think away. that by its, you know, if we're just going to isolate the part of the question, which is how, what would it do to people's relationships? I don't think it's going to be helpful by itself. <laughs> in fact, by Why itself, not? I think it's going to end a lot of relationships because it's going to cause a lot more fights, right? Like, why are you mad? And then you right, can't, you exactly. can't hide your, you can't hide the fact that you're mad. Because only if you couple the indicator with tools, let's call it skills, for, for people to deal with their own moods slash conflicts that may arise from such moods, because often conflicts arise simply because somebody's in a crappy mood. Unless you have the tools or you've been, been given the tools with which to deal with that stuff, just knowing somebody's mood isn't helpful, actually. In some, in some cases, quite frankly, it's better not to know. Right, yeah. but it, but it will forever remove the the efficacy of that that dreaded phrase that I'm sure heterosexual men are like you are are plagued like, with, which is when the girlfriend I'm says, "I'm fine." Oh, I'm fine. Dreaded, I'm fine. The no, moment fine. you hear "I'm fine," you know it's <laughs> so not fine. No, no, no problem whatsoever. <laughs> nothing, ev nothing good ever came of "I'm fine." yeah <laughs> well like if you apply it to advertising though then i think it actually has a, a a real benefit imagine you could you could figure out like if there was a way to like if we knew what people felt after our ads or after some kind of com communication uh then we would like uh, we'd be optimizing out of the wazoo here we, we'd, we'd have the most successful campaigns of all time <laughs>
This is true. Actually, you know, some advertisers or advertising agencies, you know, have been for a while using these tools to to gauge your where your eye moves and when you're yeah. watching a spot. Uh, and there's a danger to that stuff. It, it's sort of the equivalent of, you know, when movie studios um, edit a movie using focus groups. And this happened to a friend of mine. She was a director on, you know, that movie about Studio 54. It was called 54. Yeah. So, the, right? Yeah. It, it was no, no. It was, it was a fictionalized version. Of oh, no. I haven't seen it. Steve Rubel and Ian Schrager, you know, who were the two owners of Studio 54 and, you know, all the famous people. Uh, but it was really focusing on some of the staff there that were unknowns, you know, that made up characters like um, Ryan Phillippe's character, et cetera. And Mike Myers played Steve Rebell. Anyway, the, um, the, the reason why I bring that up is the dreaded Harvey Weinstein, uh, who was the, you know, executive in charge, because uh, it was a Miramax film back when he was mm -hmm. at Miramax, saw, had hired a fantastic director whose name was Christopher. And I remember that because um, my mentor at the time was the post-production supervisor on that film. And she, uh, she spent 18 months in post-production. That's a very long time for a film. And she said what Heiber Weinstein did was he saw the director's cut, which was very raunchy for him. Uh, it was <laughs> really him. for him, but it was really good <laughs> for him in the sense that he, he was thinking, oh, I want to put this into wide theatrical release. So what he did was he actually did focus groups on Long Island at malls in Long Island. And of course, the parents, you know, said things like, I'm very uncomfortable with the sex scenes with a lot of the gay stuff, you know, the overt drug use. So he ordered Christopher to cut back those stuff and do a new cut. And Christopher refused because he said, no, that's the actual story. That's what really happened. Uh, you know, I, I would damage the story. And so... Weinstein fired Christopher and based on focus group results, hired his own editor and edited himself uh. and released the film. And it just completely bombed at the box office because it was neither a big, you know, fluffy mainstream Hollywood release nor an art house film. In other words, it was ruined by focus group. Imagine if then you attached these kinds of sensors to people in those screenings that he used. <laughs> I don't think it would make the film better, actually. I think sometimes yeah. in, art, in art and in life, sometimes it's better not to know and for you to find out using the usual tools of trying things out and asking people and seeing their response. I know that's kind of clunky, but I don't know. I, I'm very suspicious of... He's yeah, it'd be a weird world for sure. <laughs> but that's well, about uh, that's five minutes, unless you got something else to say. I, I do have one other thing to say, and and that is, it's always going to also come back to issues of privacy. You know, so oh, God, uh, yeah. oh, and imagine that that, that obviously it's going to be voluntary for people to to indicate to others what their mood you know, is, but it would create yeah. a very, this would be an awesome episode of Black Mirror. Yes, exactly. Yes. I, I struggle hiding my emotions on a regular basis. So I feel like <laughs> I already have, have this instrument installed. You do. In my you are, you are so transparent. <laughs> that you don't need this instrument, but yeah, but it would absolutely like turn, 
the uh, you know commercial world and people's personal lives upside down, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, that's well, great. that's five minutes. So uh, that concludes today's episode of the next What's You Here. I'm Nevin Ryan. I'm Juan Yoon. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.